The South Congress Podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is South Congress Podcast, episode 73. My name is Cameron. And I'm Wholesome P. <laughs> we can't, somebody said we can't both be like wholesome. Then I'll have to take the role then. You, it's just you? Yeah. Okay, guys, so we're doing this show early. Are you going to do that again? We're doing the show early. Um, actually recording on a Thursday. Now the show drops Mondays at 7. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing it Thursday evening, so Banner is in full effect. So just like I gave you the squeaky toy. I said Damn. his name. I shouldn't have said his name. Hey, sit down. Just like I gave you the squeaky thing warning um, last week. Um yeah, just I won't say he's like he's like uh, Candyman. <laughs> he's like Beetlejuice. Like you don't say his name. Um, yeah, so it, it's weird. We recorded last week on a Sunday. Yeah. And then when you were like, "Yeah, I got some things to do this weekend," I was like, "Well, you know, of course we'll do the show." But I'm like, "How are we going to come up with enough news to do a show?" And then like so much, so many things have happened over like the last few days. Oh yeah. It's um, amazing. where where do you want to start? Um, let's, let's start with, um, you know, because Banner wants to act a fool like this. Let's start with the Russell Circus. Okay. So, um, I I feel like maybe just reading the first part of the memo is like, yeah, due to unforeseen circumstances, this, uh, upcoming Sunday show, Russell Circus presents the Scorpio Sky Summer Circus is canceled. Unfortunately, the show will not be rescheduled and no future shows are in the foreseeable future. Please head over to the Wrestle Circus Twitter with your questions. So, Wrestle Circus is a local Austin promotion um, that brings in really the top independent American talent that exists in wrestling. Um, they get uh, people from Impact Wrestling as well who have contracts to where they can do independent dates. Basically, every American wrestler who's not signed with WWE has the potential uh, to have performed at Wrestle Circus, like okay. Cody Rhodes had a show. You know they have their show starting on uh, October second on mm-hmm. TNT, their AEW show. Um, yeah. Scorpio Sky, who's actually under AEW contract, that was his show. Uh, is what it was branded as. So I've never been to a Wrestle Circus show. Um, our buddy Jason has attended. Um, Light Skin Jay has attended. And he was actually like telling me like some some old war stories. Um, we'll just leave it at that. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, Banner is just on one right now. Banner, I'm trying to tell the news. Yeah, let's let's keep that toy. So, um, let me tell you my involvement. We were looking for more things to kind of produce for the torch, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, there's a local Austin promotion. Um, I'll just <laughs> there's a local Austin promotion. Um, I'll reach out to the owner for Rapod. Like we'll get together at uh, Permanent RCRD. We'll shoot video just to find out, you know, how he got into the game, um, about the shows he runs, give him a chance to promote his upcoming show. And we had it scheduled, and then we didn't have it scheduled. And then he had to leave town to like get rings, and never heard from the guy again. Like it, it was weird. It's like you know, BFS for like two days, and then I can't get a hold of the guy. 
Um, wow, and so, so it was like some fire festival shit. That show went off, and they had done shows in the past, and they had shut down for a while. Um, and you know, the show was upcoming this weekend. Then you get on Twitter and you see like uh, it was a female wrestler. I, I can't think of her name offhand, mm-hmm. but she was like, "Hey, um, if anybody knows of any promotions that are booking in the Austin area this weekend, let me know because apparently everybody's finding out that Wrestle Circus had been canceled. So the talent found out first, and then like they released some information. Uh, <laughs> then they released some information um, a bit later. And then later the information came out um, from, okay, so his brother promotes the show with him. Okay. And so then, like, his wife, his brother's wife jumped on and she made a statement. Um, And her statement is, let's see. Hey, y'all. I really hate to be the one that had to post this, uh, but to be honest, I don't see any other way about it. Uh, Most of the regulars already know me, and if you don't, I'm Jordan's wife. Um, Jordan is Al's brother, who's kind of the intermediary between the talent and the promotion. To put it very short, Russell Circus will be canceled this weekend and the company will be closed permanently. Talent was told via email earlier today. Uh, The fact that the statement even needs to be made for me is absolutely absurd. Al has been completely unreachable for the past two weeks and has not had the courtesy for the business uh, to let you all know about the cancellation. As far as we know, Wrestle Circus is supposedly issuing refunds to ticket holders today. Um, and as far as we're concerned, we are no longer associated with them. The email floating around is indeed real. Uh, please know that I'm doing this from the kindness of my heart because all of the people that I consider as family that I've met at Wrestle Circus. I'm just a messenger and we know just as much as y'all do. Please give this a retweet so it reaches as many, as many ticket holders as possible. As a side note, I will stand my ground and say this. Please don't take this out on Jordan, as he's been just as much in the dark as all you have been, and only just found out yesterday after being ignored for weeks by Al. Jordan is a wrestler first and does not condone this behavior at all. His position in Wrestle Circus um, has always been only to scout talent and help book matches. He never has final say in anything that goes on, and absolutely none of this was in his control. Um, so yeah, like bad business is one thing. Bad business with your family is another. Um, yeah, I, I, to watch this thing fall apart as it was kind of getting credibility back. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I, I reached out to some, some local guys I know, and it was like, yo, I have friends who haven't been paid, who wrestled there three years ago. Um, you know. I had a, a guy tell me that the whole thing was one big tax write-off. So it's like a lot. Um, yeah, what do, what do you, I mean, you not being super familiar with it, what are your thoughts kind of on the, on, I mean, on what you've heard from me over the last few hours? I mean, it's crazy, but in a weird way, I'm really not surprised. Um, just mainly because you have to be, you really have to be careful with like um, any promotions, any kind of sort, because at, honestly, you know, and I hate to sound so negative against it. I mean, obviously, you want these indie promotions to make it and to do well. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is that they really don't have a strong backing. It's normally by somebody who had a dream, but they really don't know how to put it together. Mm-hmm. And so this is why they falter. This is why this kind of thing happened. And th- this, in a way, like at least from the business aspect, because like you know, I used to be in business for you know quite a while. But um, I'll never forget, I had this one customer, biggest asshole ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
he made a really good point one time because um, I don't know if you remember during uh, I think it was in 2008 2009 when the economy was pretty much in the shit and mm-hmm. like yeah and so he was out of all my customers out of all like the contractors he was the only one that was still going pretty strong mm-hmm. and so some of the other uh, customers like you know some of my other customers like the other contractors are like well hey man like how are you able to do so well like you know what are you doing different that we're not doing mm-hmm. and he goes look I'm gonna tell you this straight up and if I hurt your feelings, oh well. If you don't have like X amount of dollars in the bank mm-hmm. to back yourself up, like with him, I think he had about before he he went into business. I think he had somehow was able to, I guess through whatever, he raised about like six figures in money. Like I think it was like over three hundred grand that he had backed up in you know savings kind of thing um, for his business. He goes, if you don't have like X amount of dollars in the bank. You shouldn't be in business. Like, you shouldn't be doing anything like this, like going on your own kind of thing. And at the time, I didn't, I thought, I took it as like, you know, he's just being like, just being his typical asshole self. But when you look at, at um, small businesses, like how they falter so fast, and a lot of it is due to because they don't have money backed up, they go weighing over their head. They really don't know what they're doing. And, you know, it, I kind of go back to him, like, wow, like he was kind of right in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this, I don't know. I guess for me, like I said, I look on the business side. I don't know that guy personally, but I'm just willing to bet he probably went well in over his head. Mm. He really didn't know what he was doing. Probably had no business being in that position in the first place. And now look where you're at. I mean, this kind of shows for you to abruptly you know, shut down. Now you have talent and possibly fans that are kind of stranded here. Yeah. You know, stranded and, in Austin. Yeah, and you can't, like, do it again. Yeah. Like this is like you've they've had to shut down and we can't run a show for a while and all that. But they've never like canceled a show the week of the show. Like it, it's it's a lot. And it's, it's almost kind of like uh, what is it? The AAF. But the yeah, football, this is exactly like it. Yeah. They out of nowhere, just boom, shut down. Didn't have the money to run. Didn't have, they didn't have the yeah. money. Exactly. I mean, they had the money, but they didn't have the money. Like the guy invested. But I think he eventually realized hey, this is going to cost me a hell of a lot more money. You know, I'm going to lose more money than I'm going to make money. Screw this. I mean, obviously, again, with the, like I told you when I went to Dick's Sporting Goods, mm-hmm. and they had a basic commander's T-shirt, you know, no, it was like a Gildan T-shirt, and it was like $40. I'm not buying that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. But, I mean, yeah, it, it goes back to money. It goes back to, you know, just the business side. And, and again, like... Uh, I'm not trying to come off as an asshole, but if you're ever going to go into business or do anything, you have to make sure you have money saved up for situations like this. Mm-hmm. So, exactly, like yeah, didn't have the backing, um, yep. and you know he he did issue an apology, um, but it's just kind of like you owning up to it is cool and all, but you still like I, I'll just read it. It's time to say goodbye, and this time it will have to be for good. We've canceled the upcoming show on Sunday, and Wrestle Circus will finally die its final death. Wow. Um, All customers who have purchased tickets will be refunded. Look for an email notification within the next 24 to 48 hours. I want to apologize for all the ups and downs. 99.999% of which have all been the fault of nobody but myself, Al. Uh, Please know that when I brought Wrestle Circus back... It was against the advertisement of several of uh, several of my most trusted peers. 
Uh, however, my own ego and the desire to bring Wrestle Circus back got in the way of my better judgment. Both of those individuals, uh, and as well as several others, did everything in their power to keep us running despite everything going on. But ultimately, uh, matters within my own personal and private life have once again led to our downfall. I'm deeply sorry for all the hardships. And obviously, this is not the way I'd hope for Wrestle Circus to end. That said, I'm clearly not fit to run a wrestling company, despite my passion for the business. There you go. Uh, once again, I'm truly sorry for letting so many people down, and I hope that our fans and wrestlers will cherish the good memories rather than piling on the jokes about another indie biting the dust. No, we're here for the jokes, bro. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to all of you who continue to support Wrestle Circus through the ups and downs. It was a fun ride while it lasted. Best, Al. There you go. Just like I said, I didn't know anything about this, and yeah, even if it, and I mean, he, he owning was, up to it is cool, yeah. but I, and you should own up to it. I'm but, glad you did that yeah. at least. But owning up to it does not stop people from saying what they're going to say yeah. and feeling how they're going to feel for mm-hmm. for holding feelings and thoughts and ideas and grudges. And I hope that he understands that he deserves all of that, and that you writing a nice uh, a nice apologies in the notes app and then posting it doesn't make that go away. No. So yeah. Um, there's our wrestling segment for the week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what's, what's on your mind, big dog? No, uh, um, but, you know, now that we're kind of on the sports section, let, let's switch over to State of Texas. Okay. Um, so there's a – and it's kind of got some traction, but it's actually kind of fun. And I actually have some information about this on my own personal experience with it. But um, a school district in Amarillo, um, they're implementing a system. Starting this fall, where any 7th grader through uh, 12th grader who wants to be in extracurriculars or get a parking permit, obviously the parking permit is going to be for like the kids who can drive, like the juniors and seniors or whatever, however they do it over there, they have to basically, um, they have to agree to a random drug test if it ever happens to them. Mm-hmm. And basically like, uh, and obviously like I was looking at it, you know, when CNN did it and I was thinking to myself like, well, hell, like in the school district I used to be in, we did it like five years ago. Like, that's not a new thing, except we didn't go as far as for the parking permit. Um, I think that's just the next step. But, I mean, and a lot of people were like, you know, oh, my goodness, it's bad and blah, blah. But it's like, no, guys, it, it's really not bad. Like, to be it in, in actuality, it's actually uh, being proactive. Yeah, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a, it's a way to, you got to cover your own ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a way to do that. Um you know, kids shouldn't be on drugs. Like I've been watching, yeah. I've been watching this shit out of Euphoria. <laughs> oh my god! No, and I mean, like I said, I, I have my own personal experience that we that I've had with in my own school district, and the reason why, and I'll, I'll tell you the reason why, like our school district, the reason why we adopted that policy was because about five years ago, um, our baseball team, varsity baseball team, had um, went down to Laredo for a tournament. Mm-hmm. They got there, you know, they ate, they're unwinding, you know, they're hanging out in the hotel rooms, relaxing, getting ready for the for the games the next day. Well, turns out one of the um, some of the players contacted, I guess, somebody in Laredo. I don't know if they knew him or not, but they they got in touch with somebody who sold them weed, and these guys ended up smoking in the hotel room. Niggas found the plug. Yeah, and they were smoking in the hotel room. So obviously, you know, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers had to get back on the bus and come back another. Had to drive three hours back home and wasted the tournament fee. Didn't get to participate in it. Um, the people that were that were. Um, that were did it like you know they're pretty much dismissed, and then the the following uh, fall, 
they implement the system where basically, yeah, like all it is just it's a consent form that says like you consent to a, ra- a random drug test if you do have uh, if it does happen. That's all it is. And sometimes, like I said, you may not ever get picked for this random drug test. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the crazy thing: of what happens? So the drug test, what it's gonna do? It's gonna look for alcohol. It's gonna look for any. It's gonna look for marijuana, um, THC. It's gonna look for like you know heroin, cocaine. It's gonna look for things like that. Even like. Uh, Stuff like I believe like Adderall and Ritalin and all that kind of junk comes up. But with that, all you have to do is, is um, if it does come up, the only thing the school district asks is like that you provide proof that, you know, hey, here's, yes, I am on this medication. It's prescribed to me. Here's mm-hmm. my doctor's thing. And you're okay. But obviously, if it's something like, you know, alcohol, stuff like that, like they, they will, you'll get penalized for it. Um, the only thing I will say for that school district Amarillo is you need to be consistent with the punishments. And when I say this, you cannot play politics. Because I, I saw what it did, and it's very dirty. Basically, um, I had a kid um, who, he was an eighth grader. He tested for alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and to test for alcohol, like, you have to have just been drinking alcohol. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> it, it was probably that weekend. Like, literally, probably happened on the weekend. Monday, he got picked up. Monday, he, um, they, came, they came by. Like, what they do is they randomly come by, and they'll take kids from the schools. And basically, they take them out of school, literally take them to a test center, and they have to wait there until they piss. And once they piss, they go back to school. So mm. some of these kids, like, they would literally hold that shit till like, after they're like, you know, fuck this class period. And after they knew they missed a certain class period, then they'd be like, hey, fuck it, I'm going to piss. Mm-hmm. But with this kid, you know, he, he got a, he tested. And uh, he came up positive for alcohol. And the, the way uh, we had it over there was basically if you were... You know, it was like the first time it was like you're out of the sport for like, I think, 10 or 15 days. You couldn't go to practice. The second time it was like, I think it was um, you were out for 30 days, with like no practice, no play kind of thing. The third time you were kicked out of out of uh, sports for the whole year, any sports, athletics, all that kind of stuff. Well, this one kid, they decided, no, nah, you know what? Like they took him out of athletics, took him off the team, all that after the first time. And it's like, OK, like, I mean, I guess like mm-hmm. I was just like, OK, whatever. But then here's another kid who was connected to, I believe it was like some judges in that town and junk like that. He tested positive for weed mm-hmm. and nothing. And he was just cool. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you're going to do this, you have to be consistent. Like, it doesn't matter if, you know, whether if the kid is not related to anybody, quote unquote, important, mm. or they are, you have to treat everybody the same. This is the only way that like this system is going to work. Like if you're going to do it, you have to be consistent with every single kid. Mm. And if they don't like it, their parents don't like it. Tough shit to them. Okay, just immediately don't let them play, kind of thing. But I mean, but in a way, like I said, I, I'm gl- I'm glad that they're doing that, and it's very proactive. Um, and so me personally, I just I don't see a problem with it. Because, I mean, it's like you said, kids shouldn't be doing drugs anyway, so. Yeah. Um, we'll, I think we're going to talk more about schools a bit later, but mm-hmm. let's stick with sports for the time being. Absolutely. For some reason, you want to talk about Lonzo Ball. I do. <laughs> Can you ex- explain, <clears throat> first explain the, the big changes in Lonzo Ball's life, and then Tell everybody what you told the group chat about your projections for Lonzo Ball's upcoming season. Well, the, the changes that he got was, um, for those of you may or may not know, he got new, he got a couple new tattoos. What I understand, he got tattoos of a... I, I've seen them. I've only seen three of the four. I didn't see the fourth one. 
But he got Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, Barack Obama, Malcolm X. And I'm not going to lie. They look dope as fuck. And I'm projecting that Lonzo Ball for sure is going to win most improved player. If not, he's winning the MVP. And he, he's taking the Pelicans to the conference finals. You heard it here first. He is taking the Pelicans. He is going to point guard the Pelicans to the conference finals. And they, may, they probably won't beat the Clippers. Because I'm telling you, it'll be the Clippers and the Pelicans. But my faith in Lonzo Ball has officially been restored. He's a man on a mission, apparently. And he's ready to go. Like I said, and it's not like they're shitty tattoos. They actually look really dope. Like, I don't know if you, if you actually got a chance to look at them, but they actually look really, look really dope. So I used to get on Stash about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the whole he's on a mission. This team has something to prove. They're here with an edge. <laughs> Revenge tour. Like I hate all that. None of that. I mean, because you coach sports. Yeah. None of that's a thing. No. He's yeah, got something to prove. No, no he doesn't. I, like, feel, he, I feel the same way about those retirement tours. Yeah. Fucking retire. Well, it's D Wade. But um, that don't matter. No, I, I think Lonzo Ball is very good. And, and yeah. my argument was against him winning most improved player. I don't think he has any like glaring holes. I think that. He's a a good player mm-hmm. who was drafted in the position of a great player, um, but but I still think he's going to be good. Like, I still think he's going to work out just fine. I feel, um, but I feel like he's going to do a lot better this season because now the pressure's off of him. Yeah, there, there's no expectations. Yeah, there's no pressure, yeah. no expectations. And like I said, you know, he did fairly, he did fairly decent. Mm-hmm. He he got his assist. He did what he needed mm-hmm. to do. But I feel like in this system, with guys that are younger. You know, around his age and, and shit like that. Like, yeah, like. Do you think the numbers are going to shoot up? Yeah, he's going to have fun with it. He's going to have a shit ton of fun. I would. No. But. Um, okay. Like I said, you know, I, I figure for sure most improved player. I'll even, I'll even go uh, the dark horse and say, you know what? He'll get MVP and take, and take the Pelicans to the conference finals. You're insane. Um, <laughs> so you seem to have some theories mm-hmm. about NBA players. Choosing not to play for Team USA this season. Yeah. Um, my thing is just like it's a grind, and they're asked to play so much and train so much that they want the summer off. That, that's that's kind of my whole thing about it. What do you think is going on? I kind of feel like well, that it could be that. I also kind of feel like maybe low key, they're kind of taking a page from like um, the um, the women's soccer team. They're just kind of saying like, you know, what, man, fuck this. But instead of, but at least now they're in a position where, you know, luckily for them, they don't have to play on the world stage. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, unfortunately for, for the women's soccer team, like they do. The only chance to make any damn money. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you know, like you know, whether or not you know LeBron and James Harden, all all these big names, whether or not they play for Team USA, they're still going to get their money. And so. Maybe they could be like, you know what? Hey, fuck 45. I still hope that a Greg Popovich coach team wins the gold just so they can be like, because Pop could be like, fuck, we ain't going to fucking White House. <laughs> Come on. Bro, um, yeah, because right now, what was it? If you look at, let me see if I can scroll back up. If you look at who's eligible right, right now, oh. I guess like their quote unquote, I think I had it earlier, their projected five. Where the hell did it go? Let me see. I had it here. Their, their projected five. Where is it? Uh, Kyle Lowry, Kimba Walker, Chris Middleton, PJ Tucker, Miles Turner. That, that's that's right. <laughs> if he can win with that, yeah, I mean, I he, like Miles Turner. 
Um, if, if he can win with that line, if he can win the goal with that lineup, be fucking impressive. Um, Popovich is the greatest coach ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did we talk about Tim Duncan becoming an assistant coach? Did That'd that happen awesome. last week? Um, so him being like the a Spurs assistant coach now, mm-hmm. so so great. Like I just, it's just a good feeling. Like who knows if he's any good at it? I don't care. Um, it's a chance for Tim Duncan to go to practice and keep playing basketball mm-hmm. with his friends. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about it. Um, too. So let's. Uh, I think that's all we kind of had with sports. Um, I watched Patrick uh, Pat Mahomes in Madden just do a, a Michael Vick Madden 04 move and was like, oh, God, that's going to happen all season. And then I saw Lamar Jackson running the RPO, and it, I just had the NCAA vibes again. So I'm still not buying that fucking game, but I'm not that's kind of cool. Um, I'll wait for... I'll wait for um, NCAA get off the or EA get off the bullshit or someone yeah somebody to, to, to create NCAA again because huh? that was my favorite game. It was fantastic. I, I preferred that over Madden just because you had so much more choices of offense mm-hmm. and I mean that makes it more fun. I mean hell maybe I'm a maybe. uniform guy. So you got 15 different uniforms yeah. and I think the college stadium feel is just so much better than the NFL feel having having done both of those things. Um. But yeah, let's do this. Let's uh, let's step away, okay? And we'll come back and we'll talk about school lunches. We'll talk about the Mueller report, and we will talk about the Lion King. All right? Absolutely. South Congress and the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast have two online stores to buy shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, notebooks, and more. Visit redbubble.com and tpublic.com and search Seahawk to see all of the merchandise. We run specials every few weeks, so join the South Congress and East Coast Cast Facebook fan pages for all the details on our online specials and promotions. So, like, I don't have a lot to talk about with the uh, with the Mueller report. I watched it. Um, I watched him testify. I watched a bunch of people ask him questions. And basically, he was like, look, what Trump did wasn't necessarily collusion, mm-hmm. but... He ain't innocent either. Yeah. Like, he, like that's who Russia wanted. And he definitely did things to ease their ability to influence stuff, is how I took it. And yo, Trump, did you see Trump afterward when the media was like asking him questions? Oh, he's that flustered. nigga was big mad. And he oh, talked about flustered. how like like he just did like some sucker shit. Like mm-hmm. in the report, they talked about how when he found out that Mueller was getting his spot, that he was like, Well, I guess my presidency's over. Like he was like mad nervous. Like, what you nervous about, dog, if you didn't do nothing? Yeah, if you didn't do shit, exactly. He's a scumbag, dog. Like the, this is what I want to see. To me, tampering with the election of the president of the United States is maybe, without killing somebody, the most un-American thing you can do. Genuinely. Like, I feel like, because racism is American as hell. Um, <laughs> this country is built on racism. I know, it literally was. It's, yeah. it's, racism is very American. Um, I don't know if we... It's also very Christian, too. I, I, shit, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much we, like, hyped up Alon Omar last week. I feel like we did a lot, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. that Those four women... 
are just amazing in their fearlessness and their desire for America to be what it says it's supposed to be. Um, and I just look at what they have to deal with from, quote unquote, red blooded Americans mm-hmm. and then look at Trump, who may have committed like the most heinous crime against America that an American citizen has done. And people are fronting like he didn't like if if oh, they don't want to believe it yeah. because they, they've it's like that. It's it's that mentality where people have been rocking with him for this long mm. and they're just very much in denial a lot like they know we fucked up. It's kind of like, you know, when when you know something's bad, but you just don't want to let it go. It's like that feeling. It's, it's kind of like like he's that terrible ex-boyfriend that, you know, you should not go back to. Mm. But you keep around because you've invested so much time in him. Like, that's literally what he is. And the, the crazy thing is, is like, um, it's like these four women, you know, the, the, the four, whether the four freshmen, right? Or the squad. The yeah. squad. Here, the squad. They're literally doing exactly what people have been bitching, what politicians should be doing. And they're doing it. And they, they don't know. They don't, they're not taking money. They, they're not yeah. taking handouts. They're, they're not, not taking l- shit. They're not lobbying for these big companies. They're like, yo. Shit is fucked up. Yeah, and they're doing what people yeah. have, what the American people, like what we've been bitching about forever. The only problem is, like, you know, with a certain side of America, they're upset because they don't look like them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're women of color not taking yep. shit. Exactly. And, yeah. I think it was interesting, like, watching this clip of Alon Omar where um, some person in the media is asking <clears throat> her to condemn, like, some type of. FGM. Yeah. The female uh, uh, genital mutilation or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, why do y'all, why are you asking me? Like, I've literally signed policy against things like this. I've came out and condemned them, but it's gross. Like, I'm disgusted that you would ask me because you're not asking anybody else. You're asking me because I'm out here with a different name and a head wrap. And she handled it like with such grace. Like she should have slapped that bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's oh, funny. God. Yeah, because and it's funny because the point she brought up, she goes, "Oh, it's like you make it seem like oh, oh my goodness, I, I forgot to uh, I forgot to condemn Al Qaeda today. Mm-hmm. Let me go and do that real quick. Yeah, I forgot to condemn Hamas today. Let mm-hmm. me go do that. And it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and it's right. They're only asking her. Uh-huh. About this question, I'm not asking anybody else, and it's all a distraction. Yes, like it's all to ignore how she's actually done our country and people like us mm-hmm. a service. But yo, I mean, what they're really saying is, yo, like to me, Mueller was like, yo, basically, like we know Trump is on one, but they basically told me that while he's president, can't do I can't shit. press it. Yeah. So what's wild is like, to, it, like somebody brought up double jeopardy. Um, mm-hmm. it was just like, yo, they're waiting till he gets out of office to press him, which I understand. Like, dog, if Trump goes to prison Ooh. for collusion and corruption, he ain't never getting it's out. Fu- no, I'm, I'm on niggas' heads. Everybody in a in a MAGA hat, I'm on their heads for life. Oh, I, I'm I'm personally hitting up peop- certain people yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, look at your, look at your, I mean, look at that gangster ass hat you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Look at that fucking. I'd be like, look at that, that treasonous hat. You yeah. hate America. You're not a patriot. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on niggas' heads at that oh, point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, We talked about TK last week. I watched like a bunch of videos and read a bunch of reports on all the crimes this nigga committed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that nigga's evil. <laughs> Yo, 55 years might not be enough. And I, I don't know if I said last week, but the 55 years. 
That's for that one. That was for masterminding the robbery. Yeah. That's not for the kid they say he killed in San Antonio. Um, and that's not for the assault of the guy in Dallas. Like he ain't ever getting out. Yeah, we're, and we're, you saw everybody else. The 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 white girl involved got twenty years. Who the one who cooperated? Nigga, they're giving white girls twenty years for cooperation. Yo, black ass ain't <laughs> never ever gonna see outside. Nigga, I hope they got good recording equipment in jail. Nigga, uh, he's definitely cable wonders. Uh, You'll never see the light. Oh, dang. I didn't realize uh, in the the race video, mm-hmm. it's like because they shot it in Elizabethtown. That, yeah. That's how they caught him because you think you shot a video uh, so they could identify landmarks. But there's a part in the video with him lighting a blunt in front of a wanted poster of himself. Yes. <laughs> The funny thing is, they act, they use that video as evidence yeah, in the truth. Nigga, nigga, you know that courtroom was live, nigga. <laughs> Niggas in that bitch jigging like, oh shit. I'm little take care. I don't think you want no action. Niggas was hype. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's kind of surreal that like I've been listening to that song a lot lately because like well, you better enjoy it because you ain't getting no new take take Nah, yeah, nigga. If you want that new take mixtape, you got you got to schedule a a visit. You gotta go. Yep. It's gonna, it's gonna sound real muffled like this. I'm gonna yeah. send, a nigga, send a nigga a microphone uh, <laughs> as a care package. I need that new, I need that new take, hey, nigga. They said nigga started a gang in jail. Like that. <laughs> take is a fucking He's criminal done. mastermind. He's done. Um, Bye. So we said we talk about Trump. Uh, yep. You want to talk about school lunches? Yeah. Deeper, darker criminal element. Dog. Um, so. School District of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. um, had basically announced that kids with school lunch debt um, were at risk of suspension, expulsion, you know, you name it, it was coming, right? Mm-hmm. So, CEO of one of these companies says, boom, school lunch debt, I'll pay it. Let me know who to make the check out to. Mm-hmm. And what did they tell him? They rejected it. They rejected somebody giving them money to pay off a school lunch debt. They because the money they feel needs to come from the students and in turn their parents. Um, Peanut, let's say you owe me a hundred dollars, right? Okay. And I'm like, yo, like we're in a spot. And I'm like, dog, like I need my money. I need my hundred dollars. What's up? And uh, Shadow's there, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, Cam, um, you know, Peanut helped me out with something like a week or two ago. So here's $100 for y'all to be square. Imagine me saying, nah, I need it from him. What kind of bitch ass shit is that? Well, th- there's... There's some federal guidelines, I believe, that it's it, it's a tricky situation because, uh, again, a, a lot of it's tied up is tied up with a uh, like federal regulations to where yeah, like like uh, unless it's your actual parent, you cannot pay off anybody else's debt. It, it's really weird. It's it's stupid because the school lunches they're tied in with the federal lunch school program, mm-hmm. so there's so much that you can and can't do. Like you know the world's finest chocolate that we we get for a dollar, kids will sell. Yes, you can't sling them bitches in school no more. Oh no! I, I watched the Boondocks. <laughs> I, I know, I know yeah. how, I know how Riley was 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying, but you, you can't sell them in school anymore because mm-hmm. of the federal guidelines. Like, and a, and a lot of schools don't realize it. Mm-hmm. That every time that they allow the the you know the fund you can do as a fundraiser, mm. you just cannot sell it during school hours. You can sell it outside of school to other mm. kids, but you cannot sell it inside the actual school building, mm. like as as school business going on because of, of the federal regulations. So that and I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it was a bitch move by the school district, but at the same time, they're covering their ass because there is federal tape that basically it it um it could they could actually be penalized mm. if they take money from outside. Sources. Like a third party. Yeah. Hey, guess what? The federal government is some hoes. Yeah. Um, that's not news to anyone. I think we all know that. Federal government is definitely nigga. They're the feds. What am I saying? Well, <laughs> those niggas are the feds. Here's an update though. Mm-hmm. So basically, what happened was they basically they've squared it away. They've ended with an apology and they've announced free lunch for everybody. Boom. Because but you know what they you know what happened. Took a lot of, they took a lot of heat. They took a lot. Shout out to Al at Wrestle Circus. They took a lot of heat. <laughs> <laughs> they took a lot of fucking heat. For oh my god! But it's crazy. It's like because you remember I showed you guys the um, I showed you guys the um, the real estate out there. Oh, good. the real estate out there. There's four bedroom, three be- uh, four bedroom, like two and a half bath, ho- bath houses going for like 130 grand, and they're o- they're almost about 2,000 square feet. Like that's that's insane. So their their rent is or their mortgage is literally nothing. So I mean, like I said, I don't know what their income situation looks like now. If they weren't, I do. Par- I do. The medium, the median income mm-hmm. of families in that school district, yeah, is it's like forty, like thousand dollars. Yeah. Guess what? Hmm. Niggas are broke. Oh my <laughs> god, nigga. Can you? Okay, so forty five thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Forty five thousand dollars is fine if you are, and I, I can only speak to Texas. Yeah. If you're single with a roommate um, with a paid off car, $45,000, you're sitting pretty good. Yeah. Nick, you know, you know what childcare is? Like, uh, you know what daycare is a year on oh, average? I, oh, I'd imagine it, it's easily um, close to 10K. Probably, I mean, like twelve, but ten is right. So, mm-hmm. let's say you make forty five thousand dollars a year, yeah. Um, and you have more than one child because if you have somebody in that school district, let's say you have a younger kid, that forty five thousand drops down to thirty five. If you're paying rent, let's just say you're in a position where your rent's only a thousand. Let's just say it, right? It's probably less than that with those. Cause those kind of real estate prices definitely less than that. Okay, but I mean, okay, yeah. but let's just say a thousand. Yeah. Um. Now we're at twenty five thousand, mm-hmm. and then let's say that you have a car, um, and you pay I don't know four hundred dollar a month note. Now you're at twenty one thousand, and let's say you have insurance on that car, and your insurance is a hundred dollars a month, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're at what is that twenty three thousand? Yeah. Or yeah, bear with me, guys. I was an English major. Um, <laughs> and let's say you like food. 
and you spend four hundred dollars a month on groceries because you have children. Now you're at sixteen thousand. Um, and let's say that your kids wear clothes. <laughs> And you wear clothes. Um, I could see somebody spending six thousand dollars a year on clothes because kids grow and they need new clothes. Yep. Now you're at ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, ten thousand dollars in excess, if you're super frugal, means that you have a thousand dollars to spend a month on things. If something goes wrong on your car, um, if you put gas in your car, if you have utility bills like nick nigga 45,000 as the median income for a household with kids because again we're talking about a household yeah nick, let's say you go to the hospital one time <laughs> you Pen- have five thousand dollars i'm gonna say is this pennsylvania step up your pullout game yeah i seen bitches in pennsylvania too they're not even that tough no yeah you gotta go to like Drop down to Maryland, go to Delaware. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, like it's but like it's, the the demographics that area is crazy. Everybody's out there. No, who's out there? It was I looked at like cause remember I looked at the demographics. Mm-hmm. It was like ninety six percent white. Well, here's the secret that they don't want you to know: hmm. the government doesn't just hate black people; they hate all poor people. Yeah, and. Even though they hate all they poor people. They just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, exactly. But when, when it's time to run for a campaign, they tell the white poor people um, how well they're going to do for them and how the problem isn't the government. It's the other poor people. <laughs> Niggas, I don't know how Republicans ever win an, an election in any of the factory states other than racism. And racism is, is strong as shit, but it's literally nothing else. Did niggas really think, with all of Trump's failed businesses, that he was going to bring like jobs to the Midwest? They probably legit, probably really did. Because you know uh, he isn't going to. But you know it's funny you mentioned jobs. Here's, a, here's another crazy point. So you know how people always we we hear this the same tired saying. They're taking our jobs and yada yada this no, no, and this. No, what do we hear? What do we hear? They took our, they jobs. Took our jobs. Yeah, okay. Who do you think runs these construction companies? Mexico. <laughs> no, because like I said, I used to be I used to be in the business. It's people that look and think like our president. That are the head honchos of of these big businesses. They're the ones. That are hiring these so-called low-skilled, you know, people that are taking money away from, you know, good old Americans. Here's the crazy thing. What one of the, and again, I'm not, not going to say the company's name, but back in, I think it was like 05 or 06, when, when, La, when uh, La Quintera was first uh, uh, constructed, one of our customers, he pretty much got the contract to paint all the mini malls, the little mini outside malls, and three of the four main stores. The only one he didn't get was Neiman Marcus. He got Nordstrom, he got the Macy's, then he got the other one. But he didn't get Neiman Marcus, okay? He had two supers, two superintendents, mm-hmm. supervisors, whatever. One, we'll, we'll just, we'll just, um, he was the good old American boy. We'll, we'll give him a good old American name like, uh, I don't know, like Jim or Kevin or something like that. We'll, we'll say that was his name. I remember right. his actual name. I just don't want to say it. But we'll just say he had him, and then he had he had another super, okay, mm-hmm. and 
I remember his name, but again, I, I'm not going to, for purposes, not going to give out his actual name. We'll just say his name was Mon, Juan Manuel Martinez Viegas Hernandez or something. Okay? All right. We'll just say that was his name. Shout out to Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> he was the other super. And basically, you had these two, okay? This good old American guy would give the orders to Juan Manuel Martinez, whatever. Mm-hmm. He would then tell the workers, hey, Basically, he was in charge of, number one, finding the workers, okay, and instructing them, to leading them of where to paint, how to paint, to do whatever, okay? And they weren't exactly saying, hey, come over here, fill out application. Motherfuckers were literally going to Home Depot, hey, you need five, ten painters. So, it, it, it's crazy. Why, why aren't, why aren't, why isn't one side of America going after these business owners, these contract owners, the ones that own it, that are signing the checks for everybody or giving out the cash, why don't they go after them? <clears throat> it's their own kind that, that, that's hiring these so-called low-skilled people. I don't get it. Let's talk about this Lion King, man. <laughs> what about it? So I'm just going to tell you about my experience. Okay. I almost had to bust somebody daddy. Really? In his, in his whole jaw. Because we were sitting in the movie and he started just talking to his kids in Spanish in a regular voice. I was shh. I hit him with the pops, shh, fingers and everything. And he shut the fuck up too. Not gonna fuck up my Lion King experience. Um, I mean, my review is I think a lot of people's like, when you choose to 20 years ago, mm-hmm. they 25 years ago, almost 30 years ago, because it was 30 years ago, because Roz used to make me watch this movie all the time in Wyoming. You don't have the technology to do what you can now with CGI. I think it was a way to execute technology. You don't have to pay for a new script. You really don't have to pay for new songs. Um, You're kind of just tracing something you've already done. Um, Yeah. And people are familiar with it. People revere it. It's a way to get money. Um, I think the most common review is that it's like soulless. Yeah, very and emotionless. I'm like, but I'm like, well, what you're trying to present is the most lifelike creatures that you can. And so they're not going to be as expressive as a person would be like in regular animation. I thought it was fine. Um, I think that I don't know how much of the Beehive listens to this show. I don't think that Beyonce is a very good actress. No. But I think that Beyonce sells tickets Yes. Like, Beyonce's like, uh, I don't know. Beyonce's like Hulk Hogan. You know, like... But not, not racist. <laughs> but but not a racist piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, boy, I, I again, I did a show on Monday mm-hmm. um, about Raw where, you know, majority white male audience, but also my, my super cool white male boss who said all the things about Hogan I wanted to say, mm-hmm. but didn't. Uh, but, uh, you know, I kind of, whenever I get on the main show, I kind of play it cool. Because I know I, I have other chances to talk my shit. But, uh, yeah, Beyonce is super charismatic. Uh, and let me be fair. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, Hulk Hogan's talent is charisma. Beyonce is actually a talented person. Like, yeah, she can like, She's a sing. fantastic singer, a yes. fantastic performer. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's great. So I don't want to yeah. make it sound like she's just famous for no reason. But um, she's not a great actress. But no. people who love Beyonce will go see things that Beyonce's in because they fucking love Beyonce because they should. So I think that Nala didn't have that big of a role in the original Lion King, but you have to expand the role because 
got fucking Beyonce to play her. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. I understand that technology changed up how some things went. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the movie? I kind of felt more or less the same. Um, I didn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what honestly kind of really fucked up my experience. So, you know me. I go to the movies all the time, right? And so, um, now for those that really know me, I don't really go to movies for shit. Um, so, I go there. I go to the Evo and Kyle. Okay, order my ticket online. I get the ticket way the fuck in the back. Get there. I'm sitting there. No one's really in there. I'm like, badass, because literally it's about 10 minutes till screen time. It's like, fuck yeah, I might have this bitch myself. I see a family six come in. I'm like, ah, fuck. I'm like, okay, whatever. They sit in the, um, and when you, in these theaters over here, you pick the seats. Like, um, like you have to pick, like, it's like a signed seating, basically. Uh-huh. So they pick these seats like literally right in front of me, and they had a little kid in front of me. So I didn't give a fuck. So I can still see. This. I didn't care. It's like whatever. <laughs> I look to my left, yeah, and there's this um, about a teenager kid looks at Ryan. We look. It's my goddamn students, Mm-mm-mm. and I'm like, you gotta be. I just kind of looked at her, gave her a look like you gotta be fucking shitting me, and then she just kind of looks like haha, like kind of thing, like because she she knew like. I was like, fuck. So I just kind of sat, sat back and I was like, I'm going to have the fucked up time of this movie. But no, but overall, yeah, I felt it was very emotionless. I, I felt like the, to me, the, the best voice acting on it. I think Seth Rogen, he killed Pumbaa. Like, Seth Rogen yeah. smashed Yeah, he did he a great amazing. job with Pumbaa. I didn't care too much for Timon. Uh, I Billy, I- Billy Eichner is very much an acquired taste. Like, he didn't yeah. even, like, play himself like he usually does. But, yeah. Because, like, you know, Timon, he's normally supposed to be funny. And I just felt he was just, like, more sassy than anything. I was like, no, don't be fucking sassy. Be funny. But, um, and I, I just I just felt like overall, like, the majority of the voice actors, like, I literally felt like when they recorded that bitch, they had the script right in front of them. And they read, it, that, read, they read that shit line for line. Everybody, you know, uh, except for James Earl uh, Jones. I felt like, you know, he did fantastic, obviously. But everybody else. I felt like you know. I thought I thought Scar smashed it. I thought he was like, yeah, yeah. No, Scar was definitely dope. But I just felt like just the the voice acting from pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. It was very uninspired. No, it, it was it was uninspired. It was like it was like literally if they had just if Disney said, hey, here here's a fucking script, read it, and they read it. Okay, thanks. That's a wrap. See you later. And walked out that bitch. Like I, I, yeah. I felt I felt that's exactly how I felt about it. I think if they do that again mm-hmm. with anything. And and this is oh I'm sorry go ahead. Just that they would have to find a medium between realism yeah. and making those characters expressive. Yeah. Because you have all those DreamWorks movies. You have. Did you see the preview for that one DreamWorks movie they have coming out with the Yeti? Mm. That played at mine. Like it looks amazing. It, it looks. It's like a, a kid, a little girl in some uh, Southeast Asian country finds a yeti on her roof and the stories about them getting the yeti back to his home and it looks like the cutest fucking thing you've ever seen i saw a movie um, that's basically like a knockoff balto and shit oh with the fucking the, the dog in the race yeah, car yeah that like some bullshit yeah i was like uh, get the fuck out but of no, here they dream balto didn't die for that shit but um yeah they got to find the medium between realism and expression and see and, and this is where this is where, like, you know, I guess kind of scares me because regardless, there's two movies for sure coming out that are getting my money. The The Little Mermaid. Okay. But with that one, I'm going to have to go with somebody. I, I feel like I can't go with that one alone. Like, that might be kind of weird. We're going to start a GoFundMe um, for shoes for your date 
So she's not like that girl I have on Instagram with oh, the Air God, Force One. Oh, God, no. She has um, some shit like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving around the fucking curve. Thank you. Uh, That's a good call. No, but, um, but the Little Mermaid mm-hmm. and the Mr. Rogers. Those two are getting my money Nigga. for sure. That Mr. Rogers is getting my money. Mr. Rogers, I'm definitely showing up in a sweater. Yes. That shit's going to be lit. I'm going to show up with that. Um, and, like, that documentary. Some and shit. Yeah. And be like, well, hello, neighbor. You know, that type shit. But anyway, but this is where it scares me. Because I feel like if they do the same shit, like, because Aladdin, I felt was the same way as well. Very expressionless, very emotionless. Mm. The new one. I feel like if they do the same shit with Aladdin, I'm sorry, uh, with The Little Mermaid, man, like, I feel like the cast is going to catch a whole bunch of heat for that shit. Yeah. And people are going to try, because, like, you know, they're trying to tear the film down right now as we speak. But I feel like if you have the terrible acting, like the way we saw in Aladdin and kind of like the emotionless, you know, uh, voice acting in The Lion King. And I feel mm-hmm. like they do that shit with The Little Mermaid. All hell is going to break loose. That's going to be the third. Yeah, because niggas did not talk about Aladdin after Aladdin. I don't hear people talking about Lion King like it was like uh, a revelation or anything like that. So, yeah. No, it, it was very... Can we talk about the biggest change in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> about how <laughs> about Sarabi wouldn't fuck Scar? <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Nigga Scar was hurt. He was like, yo, but you didn't want me when I was a kid. And then my brother whooped my ass. And so you chose him. And then, I mean, I'm the king now. Ain't nobody else around. So you might as well give me some coochie. She was like, nigga, no. You're trash, my nigga. It's bullshit. No, there were, there were literally no other lines to fuck. And she was like, nah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But you know what? Sarab so, uh, so, so is going to be lonely on Valentine's Day forever. You, you, All them other lionesses, them single lionesses, they ain't got no man. She was taking bad advice from them. Why not just fuck Scar? Scar, Scar was literally the, the worst animal to ever exist. And? Why would she fuck Scar? Worst people have been fucked for less. Nigga, Scar is is literally like the Hitler of of that. Like our president gets fucked, well, and he's worse than Scar. But he like he wasn't like the the last rich man on earth. True, he was a rich man around other rich men. Nobody knew he was a fraud. Everybody knew Scar wasn't shit. She didn't give Scar no pussy. Scar, That's what I'm saying. Scar swore she was taking the bad advice from all her little friends, all her single. Lioness friends, because like you said, there were there were no other male lions around. We're getting out of here because you're. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with you, big dog. Like everything okay at home? Yeah. Oh, okay, just making sure everything's Cause, great. Because um, yeah, you you siding with Scar is <laughs> on the you side. You ain't with my Scar. boss. You ain't God. <laughs> Stupid. Hey, he's oh. on cameo now. And also, who? That oh, bagel dude. The, it's fucking. Oh my god. Um. I'm gonna have to hit him up. You're not a Marvel guy, but there were like a bunch of like MCU actors in that movie. Like, uh, of course, Donald Glover was in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who played Scar is actually Baron Mordo in the uh, in the Doctor Strange movies. And fun fact: um, Sarabi was the same actress who played James Earl Jones' wife in Coming to America. So this is the second time they got to be king and queen. Really? That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, I thought Donald Glover was really good. And the kid who played Simba, I thought he was good too. 
Yeah, like, like, like it was. The voices kind of matched. But the it's hard. The, the the visuals, I dig it. I yeah, but it was just like mm-hmm. I said, it was just so emotionless. Like I said, it was like literally just here's a script, yeah. read it, get the fuck out. John Oliver did not impress Faye as Zazu. He um, was kind of flat. I mean, he yeah, he's British. There, there's there would have been no one else better. I don't think to play Zazu, but he he was kind of without flat. Zazu being able to make those crazy faces in the eye rolls. It it takes away. I yeah. dig it. Um, yeah, overall, I'd say uh, I'd say three out of five stars. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, yeah. I'll give it a C plus. Yeah, better than average, but not a whole. lot It's a lot better. better than that bullshit Aladdin movie. I'll tell you mm. that much. A lot better than that. Um, I'm glad I streamed Aladdin. Yeah. Last thing that I got really um, stuff coming up this week. Of course, this show drops on a Monday. New mm-hmm. goose down on Wednesday. Thursday, our brand new show comes out. Really? Um, I just want to tell stories. Mm. Um, hosted by our man Joe Anderson Jr. Shout out um, Joe. Where's you, my third drink? It, and it's interesting. Like you won't hear me mm-hmm. on anything until I don't think I'm on like voice wise until like episode eight, episode seven. And it's just me asking questions in the background mm-hmm. you'll never see me on camera and that's that's the big thing we should talk about um the show is gonna drop and joe and i are still trying to figure it out i don't know if it's gonna be simultaneously uh, video and audio but i think the plan is actually to put the video out first um so goose downs on wednesday we might do video Wednesday, audio Thursday. So if you're listening to this, and we know you are, and we know how many of you listen, um, subscribe to both my page and the show page, uh, Cameron Hawkins on YouTube and South Congress on YouTube, because this is a very visual show. Um, Joe is interviewing artists in person, um, talking about uh, their process, talking about the obstacles they faced in art, the things they've made, the things they have coming up. So I'm really excited to be a part of a show that isn't centered around me necessarily because it's given me a chance to see what other creatives do, see the things we have in common, um, things they've gone through. And, you know, all this is leading to our live show coming up this fall. You'll get details about that. Um, I did send the email. Don't worry. You did? I did. Yes. Um, we'll get details about that as that comes up. But yeah, so this week... Um, at least on the uh, podcast feed, South Congress Monday, Goose Down Wednesday. I just want to tell stories on Thursday. And then we have his dark materials coming up. Peanuts, what are you talking about? Rich and Travis have a show coming. What? <laughs> it's the South Congress podcast, episode 73. My name is Cameron. And I'm confused. <laughs> and we're out. Bye. <laughs> Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comment, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.